Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling, and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why. You're, You're listening, listening to, to the Podmania, Podmania Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Podcast, Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. Now I know you'd be loving this shit right here. P-O-D-M. Main ears right here. People in the house put your hands in the air because if you don't care, the gaff don't care. One, two, three. T- fuck. <laughs> fuck. I had, I had more to go. I had more to go. <laughs> Bollocks. Bollocks. <laughs> I insulted Rob in these, what is it, nine lines I insulted Rob and I couldn't do it. <laughs> fuck you, Rob. Hi, gaff. Hey, <laughs> Chris. How are you? Okay. Uh, infinitely better after hearing that rap. <laughs> you see, Garth, yeah. I'm not better. I'm suffering from crippling sadness. But that's <laughs> <laughs> even before coming on. This has made it worse. <laughs> it's because bit... you watched War, man. <laughs> we, we'll get we'll get into that. We're skipping the news this week, ladies and gentlemen, because I am not made for collating news. So there'll be no music this week. Sorry, there was no music last week actually because Rob didn't edit the podcast. Um, but on today's, agen- <laughs> on, on today's agenda, oh, by the way, Rob's not, we, we should address that. Rob's not here again. Um, why is it this time? He has formed a band with the rest of Gasmate, but he's not the drummer. Like, Mark Andrews is the drummer because they don't want him singing because he's a fucking shit singer. And they're just going around. Actually, no, that's it. Gas joined Junior. <laughs> he's going around the country going, oh, oh, fucking shite. <laughs> Rob. Anyway, so on today's agenda, we have um, Raw, the um, fucking wrestling Duntaku. I'm going to be going over the blocks for best of Super Juniors. And then we're going to go into Impact, both me and Garth, because I watched Impact this week. Garth, how proud of you are me? Well done, yeah. Like, fucking, must have had it. it wasn't even a slug. I'm so proud of myself. I didn't complain once. And cold red, maybe. Yeah, we're not. No, not happening. Oh, <laughs> uh, also, I think we should also throw in a right now a mini review of the Impact Plus service. How are you finding it so far? It's fine. It's fine. Works as it should. It's a little bit sort of um, laggy and slow, but overall, it's fine. The issue I've had with it, I'm on the free trial. The issue I've had of it is it keeps logging me out. It doesn't keep me logged in. Right. Every time I click, I think there's even a button that, that is like keep me logged in, and it just fucking ignores me. It's like when I tell my niece to stop kicking me. Like, it's, is this it's, on like a web browser? Uh, both browser and app. It keeps logging me out. All right. Um, Mine's been alright. I'm a fire stick. Also, they don't have all the um, impacts I've noticed because like, I wanted to go watch some 2012 impact because for me, it's so <laughs> shit that it becomes peak in, impact. And it's not on there. Like everything from like two thousand like eight onwards, I think, isn't on there. 
Like until you get really? to like 2015, 20, from what I saw, yeah, they might have added it since. It might have just been a day one glitch or something. Have a really look since day one. But I did end up watching day um the first ever Impact, and oh boy, oh boy, did that set the scene. Although apparently the fucking NWA pay per views are still going on at the same time, which was weird because I was like, oh, so I'm not going to see AJ Styles here. I'm going to have to go watch the fucking old. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, going back onto it. Um, so we have all that. When I know this match is announced for Dominion for New Japan, we'll go over them when Rob's on, mostly so Garth doesn't fall asleep. Because um, <laughs> he's just going to be sitting there going, why are we talking about Tai Chi at this length? And that's only when we're talking about Jeff Cobb versus Tai Chi later in the show. But we're going to start, ladies and gentlemen, with Monday Night Raw. Garth, I have both a rundown of Raw and a list of things I'd rather do than watch this. Because this was worse than last week. I've heard it's really bad. Right, so we can we I haven't even got around to watching the, the highlights yet. Okay, so we kick off. And SmackDown people show up. Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, and Kofi Kingston show up. And then Mr. McMahon's like, you know what? Wildcard rule. Three people from each brand on Raw. Guess how many people from SmackDown was on Raw, Rob? Six. Six people. Six. That's not three. That's double three. Vince, <laughs> I know you're really old. Learn to count. This is a uh, this is Vince really panicking, isn't it? You no, know, it's obviously a panic button. This is the third soft reboot in six months. We've had them coming out and going, "We're going to try better," which ironically is when it got worse. And then um, we had the random <laughs> random fucking call ups, and now we have the superstar shake up. Does that count as a reboot? Yeah. So this is the second reboot in what three four weeks. Fun. Okay, so. We started off with Corbin and Lashley um, beating AJ and Seth, playing into that story. That was fine. Corbin can still fuck off, but that was fine. Um, Sammy, uh, you know those like really cool heel promos Sami Zayn has been cutting? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that Braun Strowman literally threw him in the bin. So, <laughs> Lucha House Party turned up and like beat a bunch of jobbers because, you know, they're the ones... I heard about this. What? <laughs> yeah. So, like, because they're the ones who need enhancing. Speaking of people who need enhancing, um, Ricochet beat Bobby Roode. Um, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you're not, you're not a fan. Of, you're, you, you're not a fan of how Bobby Roode's being treated, are you? Yeah. Not at all. No, he should be, should be solid IC champion. I think Bobby Roode. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's actually quite funny when I was at the house show for SmackDown in November. Um. Every shirt was like 35, 40 pounds, apart from Bobby Roode's, who was 10. <laughs> also, they don't have to pay um, his little helper friend. <laughs> like the Lashley one. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. You know what? I think every heavyweight should have a pet cruiserweight, personally. They should? Yeah, it, it's amazing. Anyway, so then thing, I, I, I stopped paying attention. I just put things happen, who cares? And then. Then we got to a Bray Wyatt segment where I paused for highlights because I watched for some of the highlights because Jesus fuck, three hours. But paused for highlights, went to watch the full Bray Wyatt segment and gaff, this is what happened this week in the Bray Wyatt segments. So it starts off because Mercy the Buzzard ate Rambling Rabbit. And, uh, okay. And then Bray comes along going, what are you doing? And he's like, nothing, leave me alone. And he's like, what are you doing? And so he reaches in, pulls out the head of Rambling Rabbit. Nice. And then the fucking witch person who looks a bit like Paige turned up and went, Oh no, Mercy the Buzzard, what have you done? And then um, fucking 
but Mercy Mabuzza turns around and goes, I was fu- um, Mer- ah, fucking Rambling Rabbit was making me live a bohemian lifestyle that I was not accustomed to. And then Bray Wyatt what? was like, yeah. And then Bray Wyatt was like, yeah, that's fine, my friend, as long as you're expressing yourself. And then it ends with Bray Wyatt eating a picnic with a bunch of kids. What? It's a- <laughs> so absolutely batshit crazy. This is my favourite thing in all of wrestling. I was going to say, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then um, Roman and Drew McIntyre had a match. It looked better than the Mania match, but the Mania match was like, meh. And then Elias and Shane attack Roman, because, you know, we need SmackDown storylines on Raw. Oh, and mm-hmm. also then Revival, they got the burns burned, the balls burned. Um, balls burned? Yeah, like, um, they, were pr- they replaced, like, their shaving cream. The users replaced their shaving cream with burning substance and burning Jeez. substance burned their balls because we revival are really into manscaping and so this is what happens if you ask to leave and then decide to just stay. let them fucking leave if you don't want them there let them leave well there's the whole shit about um them adding on time to luke Harper. It's, his contract it's, i don't know if it's petty or f- um, them being petty or them being fearful but honestly, I, I don't know cool. what we have to be fearful of because I forgot Double or Nothing with this month until someone reminded me. Well, like, my point's always been if you don't think anyone is worth even having on TV, like Luke Harper, mm-hmm. why do you want to keep him? If you don't think he's actually You're... that good, why let him go to the other I think they, ha- they have the money to keep. I think, I think he'd even be happy if he sends him down to NXT. I think he just wants to be somewhere where he's being used. Yeah, it's just hoarding. Like it's he hoarding literally just w- he wants to make a living while also being fulfilled. And I don't think I, d- I don't think Luke Harper is someone who wants to be a world champion. He just wants to be someone who wants to be used. It's such a stupid mm-hmm. thing. But anyway, main um, Lars Sullivan turns up to attack No Way Jose. That's another SmackDown superstar. What? Yeah, um, and then, lots of random jobbers on this. <laughs> and then Brian and Kofi had a good match. To end it, but not as good as their mania match because it doesn't quite have the emotion. Raw is shit, Garth. And also, what was all this thing about? Uh, was it on Raw this week or was it last week where they announced who was? They just basically upped and announced who was in the ladder match. Oh yeah, yeah, it was done in fucking moment of bliss segments. That's the one upside here: no moment of bliss segments. It's like normally you would have qualifiers, and then obviously Finn Balor's in the match. Mm-hmm. Oh, Balor's not. Balor was on Raw. Fuck. Oh no, because he's on SmackDown. Never mind. I but forgot about that. He's the champion. He's the IC champion. IC champions have been in Money in the Bank before. What the fuck's he in that for, though? See, they're not even using. The, they're not using that belt to. Honestly, Gaff, of all the problems in WWE right now, the mistreatment of the IC championship is very low down on this list. Know, now that know. going into fucking what are they call the next Saudi Arabia show, fucking. Uh, Goldberg's fucking gold mine. <laughs> yeah, because Go- isn't Goldberg going for the WWE title and Brock for the Universal title and apparently it was going to be a unification match between the two at SummerSlam. That's what's being rumoured. That sounds fun, <sighs> Gaff. Gaff, do you want to hear my list this week of things I'd rather be doing than watching Raw? Come on, then. I'd rather be back to where I was four weeks ago and compulsively scratching my arm off. I would rather be sitting with my niece next to me telling me about the perks of Iggle Piggle and the cons of Upsy Daisy. I would rather be listening to a fucking Junior on repeat, like just that one song, just for, not even like the whole song, just for, oh, 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 just that, 
on repeat. <laughs> I would rather swim across the Amazon with a cut nipple. I <laughs> would rather. I don't. I don't. I need. I don't know how long Rob's not going to be here, so I don't want to have. To, I want to save some of these for next time I watch Raw. And <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of a big one to end. I would rather. Would you rather Tai Chi join WWE? You know what? I think Tai Chi would help that place. He's a creative <laughs> genius, Gaff. And on that note, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, over <laughs> the last. Weekend on the third and the fourth, we had the wrestling on tackle shows, which officially marks one year of me here at Podmania. Gaff, where's my cake? It's in the post. Actually, no funny thing. My friend Hannah sent me a um, collection of chocolates for um, get for handing in my last piece of uni work, which I thought was really sweet in more ways than nice. one. chocolate, but right. so what I'm gonna do here, Gaff, because I I. I'm fully aware that a we don't want this to go a million years because we because we started a bit a tiny bit later because we talked for like twenty minutes when before we started recording, <laughs> and b the undercard's not worth talking about. So I'm going to hit on the main story beats and then talk um of the undercard and then move on to the main events. So like the main main story beat number one is the advancement of Liger versus Suzuki, which basically translates to them attacking each other with chairs after matches and actually actually quite funny after the match on night one suzuki was ki- after um actually takamichi noku beat tiger mask and then um suzuki was holding like liger outside in a sort of um kimura lock it goes off of <laughs> like literally he realized realizes the bell rings holds on to Liger for a few for like a minute more. Let's go of him. Just casually walks over to um Shota Umino, who's the young boy at ringside, and puts it on him. Jesus. I, I fucking love Suzuki. Um, what's happening on these undercards? Um, more build up to Show and Shingo, which I'm so looking forward to. In Best of Super Juniors, we'll be getting onto that a little bit later on. Like these two are just pounding it, and it's amazing. Um, they're telling a really interesting story, Garth, between Coach Ribushi and Tetsuya Naito. Mm-hmm. Where, um, so they've had two matches this year, one in New Japan, one in MSG, and there's another one set up for Dominion. And they're basically telling the story of that people are scared of what will happen when they face again because they keep trying to one-up each other. And they like one-up each other. Yeah, like... Um, so I'm gonna get. Have you haven't seen any of the matches between them this year, have have you? No. So I'm, I'm seeing much more. Let me take you on a slight journey of what we've done to each other in their two matches. Tombstoned <laughs> on um, like the Owen Tombstone that broke Austin's neck on the <laughs> on the apron. Um, it's Jesus. That that was match one. Um, a deadlift German suplex from the apron to the ring. Um, a hurricane runner off of the apron to the floor out of fucking nowhere. Nice. Like the proper like fucking brutal stuff, and that's and they're so like, oh, what's going to be this natural escalation? Which in fact, I'm enjoying more than like what I thought was going to be a Bushi versus Osprey too. I'm I'm enjoying this build more, so that's fun. Um, so Juice Robinson's being plagued by these. Um, the end is coming promo packages every every time he wins a match. And it's weird, I've not seen much speculation to who this is. I feel like people are skipping the undercard, rightfully so. But, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know (laughs) where this is going. I don't know who's coming in. 
Um, I think it's Chris. I, I think it could be Chris Brooks just from the aesthetic. Um, do you know Chris Brooks? No. Um, he's I in. I don't think so. He's in CCK with Jonathan Gresham. If you want an introduction, watch because it's people you know. Um, Gresham and Brooks versus LAX from any right. progress show. Like I'll I'll let you use my fucking login because Jesus <laughs> fuck, they're so good. Um, you you had an interesting theory of who it could be before we came on air. Um, well, would he be able to use the name? Just use the name so everyone knows, and then we can give him a new name. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, could it possibly be somebody like Ty Dillinger or? Oh, um, he was calling himself fucking something really bad, something really fucking bad in creator yes. wrestler res- um, wrestling, oh, or something like that. Yeah, I don't. Oh, think... What about um? I don't know. What about Kenta? Kenta. Ooh, huh? but. Is very interesting. I not thought they have. He has been working. There's a connection there because I think he's been doing stuff from the LA Dojo. Right. So there's a connection yeah. there. Um, is he still under a no compete clause? But again, that'd be he left just after the Rumble, so that would surely be over by now. Surely six months. Yeah, it's no, no, no. about four months since he left. So we're normally only ninety days, so he sh- it should be up. So that is a shout. But problem was, it was a white dude hand. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. By then, I'm going to call it. It's going to be... I think it's it's, the, it's Gaijin because the US Championship is basically the Gaijin belt. Bully Ray. Bully... <laughs> you know what? If he just turns up and cuts promos, I'm cool with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's everything on the undercard. Oh, um, Osprey. Despite the fact they're really fucking driving home, but he's still a junior. Um, Has been... Um, beating heavyweights like he beat Herculeo on night one. Phantasmo! I forgot about fucking El Phantasmo. Right, so um, he's the one he's the Bullet Club guy who's been teased for about, for, oh, since the New Japan Cup, what's that, like two months now? Mm-hmm. And um, so he turns up, so he was that X we, me and Rob have been referring to um, Gaff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he turned up and beat Osprey. <laughs> so, like, going... On, on the sort of when you two talking about him, him being sort of pushed quite hard, though? Um, well, yeah, because Bullet Club... So yeah, Bullet Club now has three juniors, which I think is a bit much, but mm-hmm. they needed more juniors going into um, Super Genius. So this was a great yeah. choice, and giving them a win over Osprey gives Osprey and Phantasmal a story going into Super Genius. So that's fine, and it was in a tag match. So, like, Osprey doesn't really lose anything, but Phantasmo gains something, type thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on to the main events. Um, first of all, night one, three, ma- three like, matches worth talking about, and then night two, two matches worth talking about, because we just repeated one of the matches from night one. Um, <laughs> so there was LIJ um, the, of Evil and Sonata taking on um, the Chaos team of Okada and Ishii, and, like, th- this is very obviously an advertisement for the day after. If you know what I mean, like um, mm-hmm. both these, everyone in this were in singles matches with each other the night after, and like they were going over like their signature spots, hitting everything perfectly, but nothing all that completely special because it's. Right. It was fun though. I I forget who picked up a pin. I need to go back to my notes, but mm-hmm. I I believe it's a seven. I would give I'd I'd go seven. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm Should gonna watch this stuff. I th- th- thing is, I think you would enjoy a lot of this stuff. Uh, stuff and the language barriers. Oh, I, I, 
Um, anyway, so next we had the Never Openweight Championship, where my boy, Tai Chi, with Mihunabi, um, Takamichinoku, and Kanemaru, defeats that jobber, that big jobber, Jeff Cobb, in <laughs> 17 minutes and 50 seconds to get a title change. I love this match. Rob also really liked this match. We both agree it's an 8. I, I, I was going to push for a 10, but I think Rob's internet issues and having to join Junior is making him a bit mad this week. So, I, I, just, I agree with an 8, but really this was a 10. So, Tai Chi did everything perfectly here. <laughs> he started off by just not stalling, but not going straight into attacking him, because he knows he's not going to win a head-on attack with Jeff Cobb. Look at the size of that fucker. But he's just going outside. He he's consulting with Miho Hanabi, and just just ha- just having fun. Like he he isn't going to take Jeff Cobb seriously. He's a fucking jobber. And then as we go in, Jeff Cobb he let Jeff Cobb show his strength through throwing mm-hmm. throwing him around. You know, um, some really great spots. Um, rolling through the tower of the islands that was really really good, and just in general. Taichi carry Jeff Cobb to a really good match. <laughs> and so Taichi has these Kawada esque kicks, who is the best kicks in nineties old Japan. Um Cobb misses the moon his moonsault at one point, like a chump. Um Taichi uses his posse to his perfect advantage, pushing away um um red shoes at the perfect time for them to get their offense in and then run away. You know, because he, he, he also gives Kanemaru and Desperado room to do stuff. Mm. Um, what else happened here? So Taichi did a stripper pants spot, of course, because you know, look at those legs. He wears really short shorts for a reason. Um, <laughs> Taichi at one point suplexes Cobb, which is a moment bigger than Hogan and Andre. Um, but it was a really great spot with Cobb. I'll give Cobb his due here. It was two deadlift suplexes follow, um, that went into a power driver and no point did he put um, Tai Chi down. That was fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like, it was like, you know the gut wrenches that Cesaro does, like the deadlift ones? Yeah. Did yeah. that, rolled through um, both of them and then right into a power driver. Never puts him down. Um, yeah. And then Tai Chi wins oh. an air raid crash, which, like, hitting it on someone that big. Never been, it never been done. I don't think, never been done. So he, Tai Chi's an innovator. Tai Chi is an amazing first champion. He's gonna pull that chump Ishii to a great match. And you know what? I, I, I want to give us a ten out of ten. You really so. have it in for Ishii. <laughs> I actually really like Ishii. I just love Tai Chi. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd give this match an eight out of ten. I'd give it a ten out of ten if Rob wouldn't shout at me, because he, he shouts at me a lot, guys. Fucking. It's bullying. Uh, anyway, so that, it was actually, it was, like, beyond this running joke, it was actually a really good match. I've seen people shitting on it, but I don't think those people, I think those people just want, oh, like, strong style, forearm, I'm so badass, and don't appreciate that wrestling needs variety. Like, um, for example, we watched, me and Garth watched Rebellion last week, not together, although that would be fun, we should watch more things together, Garth. Mm-hmm. Um and um we both agreed that like nothing is like quite a match of a year contender. Yeah. But like those just because everything was different, with the exception of like Callahan and the tag match, but like the Callahan match sucks about the difference. Um <laughs> It wasn't that bad. It was really fucking bad. Um so because of that, it kind of um it 
went through an overall good show, and like the variety here really helped. Like I because there was a lot of strong style stuff in the junior match that followed, so taking that out and doing a bit of antics, I think, really helped the card. And like honestly, this was a really good match, and people complaining just want the same thing, and that's how companies die. You fucking cretins. Now, <laughs> moving on to this main event, and oofed. Oofed. Garf. This is so good. Mm. This is Who's your favorite luchador right now? Uh, probably Pentagon or Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. Dragon Lee is like Phoenix, but better. Really? And that he's sort of like, he, he mixes um, strength, strong style, and, Lu- and Lucha Libre so perfectly. I need to watch some stuff. Okay. Um, if I'll, I'll give you a playlist after we go off air. Um, sure. <laughs> okay, so, first of all, great counter-for-counter sequence. I'm not going to try and do this point by point, because Jesus, fuck. Um, great <laughs> counter-for-counter sequence at the start. Um, it goes very quickly from, like, um, Lucha to, like, the, the um, Topic and Hilo throwing in him, and then suddenly, like, literally, Dragon Lee becomes Shibata. And does like Shibata's dropkick and like Shibata's cross legs, and they got over how much Dragon Lee um, idolizes Shibata. I thought that was really good. Um, I, after this, I sort of went into a coma and forgot to take notes. I'm so fucking sorry. But um, like there was a springboard that was caught into a dragon bomb, which was like the suplex into a power bomb, which got countered into a crucifix. Oof. Nice. Um, nice. A hurricane runner from like um, so. Fucking Ishimori was standing on the apron, like he got chucked out. Dragon Lee bolts towards him to give him no time to counter, jumps over the ropes, like free um mum no hand style, Hurricane <laughs> Rana's um for Ishimori out. Yes. Um Fuck so and then after that it went into a bit of a strong style set, like um strong elbows and on their knee spots, like a sort of at the end of the grueling match, which this was to be fair. Then an amazing exchange in the middle. I I get it is too fast to call, but there was a Canadian destroyer in there, which was sort of no sold into like um which ended in like a Falcon Hour. It was like just like a million things a minute that you couldn't quite comprehend it, but it's like the spectacle of it was enough. And like some brutal ma- knees from at the end of this match from both Ishimori and Dragon Lee, like fucking V trigger level knees. <laughs> and then Dragon Lee um Dragon Lee wins with the Dragon Bomb. Oof. Oof, Garth. Like, <laughs> nothing was botched. Like, all these things I described, there was not a single botch in this match. Neither men hurt themselves. And, like, just... For, get, having it for the championship give, gives it such a thing. And this is why I was so happy when Dragon Lee won, because we haven't had this Luchador style in a very long time. Like, Takahashi brings stuff like that, but at the same time, you're looking at him, and he's like... And it's like, one day you will fucking die. You don't really mm-hmm. get that with Dragon Lee and Ishimori because the stuff they do is so smooth. Like, they, most of it all comes from the speed rather than the car crash of it all. Well, to be fair, like, when you watch, um, like, Phoenix and stuff, that, he's very, really botchy. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Fe- Phoenix, that. like, um, a lot, the thing is, a lot of the guys from Lucha Underground are quite botchy. Like, Aerostar, at times, is a bit botchy. Yeah. And, like, a lot of the people from AAA are because that's just the style. Um, Phoenix and Penta are sort of exceptions in that case, but like the CMML guys, they're on sort of another level from the AAA guys. Like the guys at the top of AAA, I'd say, are better. But like consistently, from what I've seen, I'm not 
I'm, I'm not a massive watcher of e- either. I see tr- CMLL, CMLL, ah, CMLL guys in New Japan and AAA guys in Ring of Honor and sometimes in Impact. So take from that as you will. But CMLL are just consistent. Even like Sin Cara is there now, like the original Sin Cara. And, oh. and he actually had a great match with Dragon Lee um, during... Is he back to his old, old name that he was? No, he's not Mystico. He's because right. someone else is Mystico in CMLO actually. Uh, Mystico is. Uh, I don't. I don't know shit about lucha. I'm, I'll happily admit that it's such a clusterfuck. But I'm giving this a nine out of ten, Gaff. Like I think nice. it's it's not quite much of a year because. But like, if this is at all like the average level we get in Super Juniors, I'm in for a really good couple of weeks. Because Super Today, Juniors, um... well, that. Super Junior starts on the 13th. Yeah, so it starts on Monday. And Someone Rob rated really hardly. I think Rob rated it the same. You, yeah. Me and Rob both agree this was so close to a 10, but we can't quite agree, like, seem to think what would make it a 10. You know, mm. you, you know those, it's actually, it was sort of the same last time with the um, Lucha, um, Lucha Dragons, Lucha Brothers and LAX match, where we couldn't quite mm-hmm. figure out. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we, it, we've always said the the ten is sort of relative to the promotion as well. Yeah, no, you say that for me. Like these, there's not an objective thing for here. Thing here, like two nine of tens can have very different qualities. Like in terms of in ring mm. quality, this is much far far above, say, Kofi versus Brian, which we gave a ten. Yeah, but it's like an overall enjoyment. It's sort of like the review part is like what. Is what me is what is my thoughts on it, and like it that's just sort of a sticky slap on at the end, it's like a well done. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, is it's what, what I'm trying to say here is don't overthink the fucking rating system, you fucking marks. Anyway, um, <laughs> but <laughs> is it, we don't even get fucking complaints. That's the thing. Uh, anyway, night two. Um, I've already touched on the main story beat. So Ishii versus Evil. You you'd love this gaff. It was just two big men being big men pounding the shit out of each other. Nice. Yeah. Um, like yeah, and like Ishii's like your favorite in New Japan, isn't he? One of them. I like. I did like him when I the stuff I saw. Yeah, just a big dude. Yeah, like this, the shit out of people. He's fucking like at the start we were just forearming the shit out of each um each other, like j- Jesus fuck. They were chopping the shit out of each other. Ishii got destroyed on the outside of like um Evil's chest, but and then. Um, but like it was great power like, we were hitting each other and then like hit and then Ishii just out of nowhere hits an insecurity. I love how he can do that. And they really got over sort of Ishii's story here. Mm-hmm. Which is why I love fucking Chris Charlton so much because he gets these things over. And then you have Kevin Kelly trying to get himself over. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is a great big man match. I didn't take too extensive notes for um, these ones because I was tired but this was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, the these two work really well together, but we very rarely get to see, like we weren't we haven't seen this match in a while. It hasn't happened in the New Japan Cup, I don't think. And if I remember correctly, and we were in different blocks in this year's G One, so like the opportunity hasn't come up. But mm-hmm. these two work really well together, and I hope this bleeds into the G One because this would be a quality match. Um, this is. And this is an eight for me because there was no, there was a lack of inherent stakes. Now Ishii is challenging Taichi for the championship at Dominion, 
but at the same time, this wasn't a number one contenders match. But you can go. Right, Rob tried to argue this was an unofficial one, but you you couldn't tell that while watching it. So yeah, I'm I'm throwing it at NA. It was a really good exhibition match. And then we have Sonata versus Okada. This was so long, Garth. How long was it? Um, this went. Hold on. Thirty-eight minutes. And it's not too well. You say that I watched it about an hour before we came on air. <laughs> <laughs> so like I was really conscious of the time. Um what I will say about this match is very um first of all, they need to give Sonada a win over Okada. Sonada they have had five encounters together. Sonada has not won one. Right. <laughs> so like there's this one, the New Japan Cup final matches, two G one matches and um their match at actually I think it was also Duntaku the year before. He has not won any of them. He needs to win one. <laughs> Leicester building that up to... I don't know. No, that's it, because the, the story of this is every time Sonada beats Okada, he either gets closer to beating him or goes longer with him. So, like, their first match was 15 minutes, then, like, went 20 or so minutes in the G1, went 20 or so minutes in the G1 again, um, went 33 minutes in the New Japan Cup, and went 38 minutes here. So maybe if they hit 40 minutes, Sonata will win. But um, it's sort of like, <laughs> it's like it's the weird opposite of Kenny of the Kenny Okada story, where like the less time Kenny had, the easier it was for him to beat Okada, because Okada's used to going so long. I don't know. But, okay, well... Yeah, uh, well, he's, yeah he's just those um, sort of Broadway matches. And... Yeah, anyway, but what I will say, this was still a great match. Like, I've seen people shitting on it, but again, fuck off. Um, it was... In many ways, um, very similar to their New Japan Cup final match. But, like, you don't watch these two because of the amazing spots you do, they do. You watch these two because of how beautifully they execute what they already do. Like, everything mm-hmm. was so smooth. No, there was, like, no wasted motion in this at all. But it was, like, near the end of the match, they just didn't take their hands off of each other. Not in that way. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sonata had just got home and was feeling submissive. No. Um, like, just everything flowed into each other very perfectly. Very much like a Tana Okada match. And, like, we hit the signature spots, hit them really well. There's no real subversions from what there was before. It's still really enjoyable. Um, I, I, I would throw an 8 or a 9 on this. I, am I feeling nice. generous today? Graph, am I feeling generous today? Yes. Cause okay. Because uh, okay. you watched some. Good wrestling, and you watch Raw. So you want to Stop reminding me! Um, <laughs> right, so yeah, I'll, I'll give this a nine. What I'm, what, what I will say, this match is like Mr. Brightside. Eh? Okay, so second verse was same as the first, but it doesn't matter because the first verse was so fucking good. All right. See, <laughs> I am good at the analogies. <laughs> I am the analogy See, if, king. If you said that to me, I would have said, it's like Mr. Brightside, dull and overplayed. Right, fucking... <laughs> pause, for, pause for wrestling stuff. That's a fucking bop, Garth. <laughs> it's an absolute bop. It's a banger. It's, it's, it's alright. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I saw you give like a proper good positive review to something. Like even Not Endgame. Like I'm gonna lift the lid here. He didn't like Endgame that much. I did. I didn't say I didn't like it. I said it wasn't as good as Infinity War, which is the best Marvel movie of them all. Ah, you see, my favorite is Guardians of the Galaxy too. 
That's up there. Yeah. Um, to be fair, it's uh, we do agree a lot on Marvel stuff. On Star Wars, we seem to completely fucking disagree. <laughs> that, that's a generational thing. You think? Because the prequels are very low down for me. I know about The Last Jedi. <laughs> it's a fucking great film, Garth. It's a it every a exp- actually there's a great story about that. You know, in Last Jedi, um, when girl from Jurassic Park. I've also not seen Jurassic Park. Sorry. Um, <laughs> fucking hell! <laughs> how do you know? How can you say what a good film is? And you haven't seen Jurassic Park. The original Jurassic Park. I've not seen any of them. Actually, no. I've seen the first oh. half of Jurassic World. Um, oh my god. <laughs> I can make you hate more. The only um, Indiana Jones film I've seen is the fourth one that everyone hates. But um, I quite enjoyed it, actually. Anyway, so you know when like she flies the ship through like um, the Star Destroyer? Yeah. Um, like, there's that moment of silence, very like emotional part of a film. And then some kid in the back of the theatre just went, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing. But no, I love fucking... <laughs> Last Jedi and also Force Awakens bite me. Anyway, so we're, we're going to do a few more of these tangents throughout because it, it is. Here. Yeah, no, exactly. It's for luxury of Rob not being here. I'm going to check on. T- actually, between blocks here, because I'm going to talk about the two blocks of the Super Juniors, I will check in on you. Anyway, so the blocks are the best of Super Junior, Juniors, Gaff. You do know the competitors because we've been over them, but the blocks were announced, I think, today, if not yesterday. Um, so, in block A, we have Tiger Mask 4, Show, Dragon Lee, Titan, Marty Skull, Jonathan Gresham, Taji Ishimori, Kanemaru, Takamichinoku, and Shingo Takagi. I have speech problems, but it's very hard for me. Now, um, this, this is actually, there's not, there's not many, pe- there's not many, like, people you're gonna have to carry here. Like, there's three mm-hmm. sort of carriers. Like, you need to carry Taka, obviously, he's quite old. Same with Tiger Mask, and same with um, Kanemaru. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you have Shingo, Ishimori, Gresham, Skull, Titan, Dragon Leash, and Show. Ah, <laughs> Like... Gresham. Yeah, Gresham. Um, fucking, so, like, so like just some of the matches here. I think, like, even if someone doesn't watch New Japan, you can get excited over these. Like, Gresham versus Skull. Yeah. Gresham oh, yeah. versus Ishimori. Yep. Ishimori versus okay. Shingo. Yep. Show versus Shingo. Hard hitting. Dragon Lee and Ishimori again. Dragon Lee and Gresham. Dragon Lee and Titan. Fucking some CMLL. Dragon Lee and Gresham maybe interesting. It would because Gresham can fly. Like Gresham's an underrated flyer. Um, like honestly, they do have three carriers here, but we sort of have the like rest of the best of Super Genius. So that's I I've I've no real issues with A Block, which is weird because like. Both um, last year's Super Juniors and G1 had pretty weak A blocks. <laughs> so, which actually that will play into that when we talk about Elgin later on. But anyway, so that's about one block. So, Gaff, what's your favourite Pokemon? Um, the one that looks like a tiger. There's a lot that look like a tiger. I don't know what it's called, like a little tiger. I thought you were a Pokemon. Don't, don't you have like a Pokemon 2DS? Um, yeah, but that's not mine. It's... <laughs> it's the kids. It's the kids. Right, fair enough. Uh, okay, I'll say one one that I know the name of. I'll say uh, Squirtle because it wears those cool little triangle sunglasses. <laughs> uh, bad news for you, Garth. He doesn't do that in the game. 
Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, life is full of little disappointments. Anyway, um, oh. <laughs> what house are you in Harry Potter? Um, none, because it's shite. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. Sir. Uh, um, this is a generational thing, I feel. Very much. I only know the name of one that's the Slytherin, so them. Okay, how does it, how do you feel about the fact that I've I've watched all the Harry Potter's a million times, but I've never watched Lord of the Rings? I just feel sorry for you. <laughs> I, I thought you were about to say <laughs> I feel like we should start a new podcast now. <laughs> well, there is that. Yeah, you have you have made graphics and everything. You're really pushing this hard. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm I'm. I'm ready to educate. <laughs> do you have a teaching degree, do you? Um, I probably... Am I, am I your I dissertation? Probably... It's like, I'm going to teach someone. I was going to say, like, I could probably get... If someone wanted some movie trivia, I could do that. <laughs> you know what? You're not the first person to try and get me to start a film podcast. It's just quite funny. Pity. No, it's not through pity. We, my friend Hannah just got frustrated. Like, literally until last year, I had not seen Terminator or Terminator 2. By the way, I fucking hate Terminator. I, I like Terminator 2. Terminator 1 fucking sucks. It's like, oh, fucking, I'm going to... I, I, my, your son sent me back to save you because, like, I used to, like, wank over you. And, <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's very interesting. I know we're being chased by this like killer robot who could turn up at any minute because like fucking we don't know he's apparently really good at sneaking around but you know what i'm gonna bone you right now because you used to wank over me as a child <laughs> over this picture that doesn't exist yet yeah and then fucking you make sure the picture exists and like so it turns out he's like that this is some like back to the future shit i say that i haven't seen back to the future but um <laughs> anyway Block B, Garth. Um, yeah. we, we have Taguchi, Osprey, Rocky Romero, Yo, Bandido, Flip Gordon, El Fantasma, Robbie Eagles, El Desperado, and Bushi. Now, this isn't quite... This isn't a bad block, but like compared to A... I was just going to say, there's not as many... Um... Like, you're, it's, it, is, it is being propped up by Osprey and Bandido. And mm. maybe Fantasma after his... Um, performance at ah fucking what's it called again? And Dentaki, but sort of like if we go for the rest of it, like Taguchi's like serviceable and we'll have a fun match. Same with Rocky. Yo is sort of like a a less experienced Kushida at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Flip Gordon needs to learn some fucking fundamentals. Jesus, Flip, like, fucking, if he hasn't learned any fundamentals by now, I weep for him. And it's weird, because Flip Gordon fans are so, sort of... Defensive? Oh, yeah. Like, I remember someone was like... I, someone, I was I was talking about um, people, like, a page I was in, they sometimes just pick a random wrestler and say, what do you think of this wrestler? I'm like, he has killed spots, I can't, but, like, he, my, my measure of, like, whether or not they're a good wrestler or a spot monkey is do their matches... Are they as enjoyable as highlight packages as they are as full mm-hmm. matches? And f- there's not a single Flip Gordon match where it's not better as a highlight package. So, I'm. And then someone's like, oh, I didn't even know he had haters. I'm like, I'm not a fucking hater. I said he's. I said there's things I like about him. But, like, I don't know. Marks can't take fucking critical analysis. Um, Robbie <laughs> Eagles, like, he hasn't shown himself to be special. Like, I know people. I know people. Are, 
people who like follow like the South Pacific indie scene, and like he's like the guy, one of the guys in like the South Pacific indie scene. But also, fucking, he, from what I've seen, he hasn't shown much. So, and then mm-hmm. like, you have Despy and Bushi, who are, again like serviceable but not amazing. This 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 isn't as bad as last year where you had like Tiger Mask and um, Taguchi in the same block. Wait, so you had like two write-offs straight away in the block. Like the expanded brackets kind might I think will help this, and the fact that Osprey and Bandido are there will help this. Like it will still be fun. It just won't be block A. I might be proven wrong. Like Desperado was like a surprise MVP last year. And like Bushi, yeah, I'm be talking about that quite a bit. And like, I think Despy and Bushi w- can work magic together. So, I'm cautiously optimistic, Gaff. Um, if you had to pick, I know you don't follow the product, but like, fuck it, we're making this a prediction because I had to fucking predict Impact. So, <laughs> who's gonna who's who who's gonna be in the finals, Gaff? Uh, how many do I have to pick? Um, two. So one for A, one for B. So when would you read out A to you again? Uh, go on then. Tiger Mask, Show, Dragon Lee, Titan, Mighty Skull, Gresham, Ishimori, Kanemaru, Michinoku, and Takagi. Shingo. Um, I'm trying to think because would they have two Western people in there? Um, in the final. I'm trying to think. No, I don't think that's ever happened in a Super Genius. Because I was thinking, like, Osprey winning his block. Uh huh. And Dragon Lee winning his block. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't think we'll have the champion in the finals. Or have um, someone like Marty Skull win his. Shingo is being really built up. Yeah. I think Shingo's could be a good shout for May block. Mm hmm. I I I don't, I don't think Osprey's gonna make. I think Osprey's gonna make the final and have that be a send off for being a junior. Mm-hmm. Like, cause like he's pinning heavyweights, he's ready to move up. So I think having um, put over like the next generation, like Shingo or how even like Titan or Marty Skrull again, or Ishimori, and then move up to the heavyweights, and he can just go. I've done all I can do as a junior, and then enter the G1 because they need bodies mm-hmm. so you know what I I, I, I think I've just booked Gaff you've talked, the... yourself... you've talked yourself into it I, I, I think I've just booked the perfect super juniors and on that bombshell we're moving on before we go into impact Gaff I'm going to do a little more getting to know Gaff segments so what's your favourite match of all time Frig. Um Favourite match of all time. And I'm of course talking about football. Huh? I'm of course talking about football. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, Favourite wrestling match of all time. Probably. And it's not the best match of all time. No, obviously. It's, but, uh, it's one of two. It's either Bret Hart versus Bulldog at Wembley. Or Brett versus Austin. Brett's just your favourite, isn't he? Yes, very much so. Ah, <laughs> uh, but imagine Brett versus Sean, that would be amazing. So, what's your favourite regional food? Uh, Savaloy dip, of course. Sorry, what was that? Savaloy dip. 
looking up people. I thought you said sucking my dick. I was like, what? <laughs> if I could. I was like fucking going back to Blackpool, are we? But <laughs> you brought you brought some regional foods to um, Blackpool, didn't you? I did ham and peas pudding. Yeah, uh, they're not stotties, are they? No, it was just in a bun, yeah. Yeah. Um, well. I, I should have brought something Scottish down. Like, but the problem is, um, I, it was going to be Buckfast, but we don't start selling... My train was at <laughs> nine, and we don't start selling alcohol until ten. <laughs> Buckfast. Yeah. No, that's very Scottish. My thing is, it's brewed in um, England, but then shipped up um, in like a monastery or something. and then, Well, not uh, probably not anymore, but it was brewed in England in a monastery. You get it down here. Do you? Uh, but I didn't see any in Blackpool because if I saw some in Blackpool, I'd have got some for, <laughs> for everyone to have. It's for the shits and giggles. Yeah, for the shits and giggles. Try it on camera. Um, do it for the vine. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I'm then like about eighty-five percent of the um, sales is in Scotland for Buckfast. So like those monks should not be worshiping God; they should be worshiping us. <laughs> the Almighty Pound sign, <laughs> Scottish Pound. Fuck it, that's illegal tender, but um, it's so that's such a stupid. Thing. Literally, once when I was a kid, um, we went to you, you know you you've been to Bolton before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, once. You know Hayall and Bolton. Nope. Okay, so <laughs> there's a place in Bolton called Hayall, and it's like this nice park. There's like a nice little play area, big wider park for you to walk around, and then they do like arts and craft things in the big manor. It's actually a really cool place to take your kids. And so my dad took um, me, my cousin, and my twin there. And tried to play with the Scottish tenor. They nearly chucked him the fuck out. <laughs> they literally almost chucked him out. And um, like, well, like how dare you bring this here? No, literally, like they put the food in front of us. We were about to start eating, and then they came away, came up to take it away because he tried to pay with a ten, with a Scottish ten pound note. And then some nice English guy traded with him. <laughs> like. And it's in England, it's basically giving away £10. So thank you for that random man. I'm going to see me called Steve. But, yeah. But it's fucking, I'm sort of glad they'd done away with that because I couldn't go down to England <laughs> with any of my money. Anyway. For so, some reason, I would have thought that was illegal anyway. It's, it, no, but I think you, you're not, I don't think you are legally allowed to turn away Scottish tenors. But people still did it. Which is which is racist, Gaff. Quite frankly, and yeah, it is. When <laughs> we become independent, we will not give you any of your oil, you fuckers. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I don't I don't sound Scottish at all, you fuckers. Um, fucking. So moving on, Impact, Gaff. We both watched it this week. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> it. It was. I I really enjoyed myself. I'm gonna let you take the lead in a second, but um. It was really, really, really good. I was actually really surprised. But before we move on to Impact, I'm going to quickly touch on something at NXT. Because not, okay. not the full thing, but like um, two things. First of all, the Donovan Dijak squash match. That jobber looked um, sold like a million bucks. And then Velveteen Dream came out. So Velveteen's next um, feud is Dijak. Right. Which is really good. But also... Velveteen Dream has his own national anthem now. Does he? Yeah, and he was singing it. <laughs> He's That's a bad right. singer. He's a really bad singer. No, but he's amazing. No, but here's the thing. It sort of ruins the whole Prince aesthetic when you can't sing. Yeah, I suppose. Like so like Velveteen Dream's been slightly ruined for me now, but like it's okay because he sort of, he has his own host. 
Huh? Like he was brought out on a couch with like two fucking lassies with in like short shorts and like fucking high heels, and like and like sort of low cut um top. So yeah, like he has his own hoe ho train, <laughs> which uh, I don't know if I love or I'm just I'm upset because the women's revolution has been put back a couple of years, but <laughs> I loved it. Um, and then the main event was Kashida versus Ono. Um, Kashida's been given a great entrance. Looks like a million bucks. Um, mm-hmm. Oh no, made him look amazing. The gatekeeper. Yeah, no, fa- it's a good gimmick, but he needs to win a couple of times. Yeah, and like in terms of Dijak being the one to face Dream, that's fine. But also, I think that's like, wh- where's Keith Lee, and why aren't you using him? Yeah, yeah, has he even been on yet? No, Keith Lee. Yeah, he's. I've, he actually, it's funny. Once he turned, he was feuding with him and Riddle were feuding with Ono. And, like, Ono was cutting a promo on a couple of people in the ring. And then Keith Lee just came out, laid him out, and then the Street Profits came out and just started messing with Ono's knocked-out body. <laughs> it was quite funny. I fucking love the Street Profits. But, yeah, there's just so much. And also, the Forgotten Sons are still a thing. Gunner is still as shit as ever. Um, oh yeah, like, Gunner... What's called? Brax Jackson... Braxton Huxley or something. Uh. <laughs> and he's with... Um fucking Wesley Blake can you think of a more boring tag team oh, they're doing like the biker gimmick or something they're the forgotten sons Gar. like the sons of anarchy yeah of and also Bianca Belair is in a feud with Mia Yim alright and she's still going around going undefeated ugh me, the thing is, but me and my mate who like the same age as me were talking about Bianca Belair the other night and we both really like Bianca Belair she's, she's so, alright she's, she's so she's so modern which is, like, it's funny, because just... every time, like, me and Garth, um, not me and Garth, me and Rob talk NXT, he fucking does not like Bianca Belair at all. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> fucking, if you ever want to annoy him, just, like, do that shit, and he'll, <laughs> he'll get annoyed. Mostly because you're clapping in someone's <laughs> face, don't do that. But anyway, yeah, he's in a, she's in a feud with me, and he's like, I like me, and she was Jade in Impact, mm-hmm. in the Dollhouse, like, Taron Terrell's thing. Yeah. Um, but, like, she's a million times better now. I think she's dating Keith Lee now, actually. And, but she calls herself the Blasian Baddie. The Blasian Baddie. The Blasian Baddie. Do you know what Blasian means, Garth? Nope. It means it's like the mix of black and Asian. Blasian. Alright, there you go. There we go. She's, uh, she's, she's, really she's good. Right. She is what one I've of, seen in the past, she's quite. She has one of the best matches of the first Mae Young Classic against Sarah Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, problem is she doesn't have much of a gimmick. Like her gimmick is, oh, I'm bad. It's basically what you hate about Alistair Black, just like the brooding, oh, I'm badass type thing. Mm-hmm. So she needs a gimmick of some kind. Otherwise, like you look. Then again, NXT's women's division is taking a big hit, losing Kyrie Sane. So yeah, it's who else have they got to come through? Who have they signed recently? Um, fuck, who have they signed recently? I think we have enough people. Um, if not, they can just poach from NXT UK because they have such a good division right now. I mean, they yeah. have Viper, Kaylee Ray, Tony Storm, Zia Brookside, Isla Dawn, um, Badoo, who else? Nina Samuels is actually really good despite the shite theme music. Uh, who else is fucking there? Some, oh, Rhea Ripley, who's great. Ginny. Mm. Like, and Ga- Jazzy Gabbett. There's, like, so many. And, like, it's funny, actually, when we went to Blackpool, how impressed you were with, like, the w- the women in the, old, in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like you really like Ginny because of how good a heel she is. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, proper heel. Yeah, proper mm-hmm. heel. And like I was rooting for Adadon because home pride, despite the fact Adadon has the worst finish. And she has really good knees. I don't know why she doesn't use her knees. But again, I someone's taken out of context before. They heard me say really nice knees, and they're like, "Oh, you like knees, do you?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> fucking." You're a knee guy. <laughs> is is there such a thing? I've I've discovered some weird things that people are into. I don't think knees are one of them. And there's always a market for something. I guess. Like I recently found out there's people who are into vomiting on each other, but like knees. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Are you one of those people? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no. of course. Any sort, of, any sort of body fluids, somebody's going to be a new. Uh, why? Why? How do you discover that? Like, you're, you're on a night out, your mate pukes up and you're like, oh. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> P, how do you find out P? How do you find out you're into that? Um, I don't know. You maybe just ask somebody. You're like, okay, I, I try everything for once. Come on, dear. Uh, how about you ask Michael Elgin? Uh, segway. Uh, so, Impact this week. Um, thank you for that segue, because Jesus Christ, we, we went. I really hope Rob does not listen that far, because uh, otherwise, <laughs> this is not going out. Um, <laughs> have we ever gone this off the rails? I don't think we've gone into that, this territory. <laughs> but it's quite like we we spent a grand total of about eight hours in a car together in Blackpool, and then like a further t- about twelve hours in like close quarters in like a hotel room, a pub, and a venue. But yeah. it never came up once. So nope. <laughs> it speaks volumes. Anyway, so Elgin, I'll let I'll let you um go th- go through Impact because you probably have more notes than I do. Um. It was like overall, it was a good show. I really uh, enjoyed it. It's like oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm watching next week now, so that says like, something. Like watching it, it, the time totally flew by, which is, is a good sign. Oh yeah, it didn't feel like a two-hour show. No. That, um, that's partly because I skipped the GWN moment of the week. I watched it. Of course, you fucking did. It was only on. It was only on for a couple of minutes anyway. Um, but no, opened up with Michael Elgin coming out. Obviously, he was the sort of shock, sort of. Um, end to rebellion. We came yeah. out and um, saw Elgin bombed Brian Cage. Which, didn't, which probably didn't help the fact that he needed to go to fucking hospital. But... I, was say, <laughs> I mean, I like how they built it in to this. Story. Oh, when so he when, when he came in, he was like, "Last week," and when some fucking Mark and Ricardo was like, "It was last night." It was last night. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Yeah, shut up." Um, like Elgin he was a better promo than two out of three people in the segment. Sort of a shit, a shit promo. It was, shit. It was just a, a sort of stock shit. heel shit. promo. It's old shit. school, wasn't it? Nope, shit. Um, Not old school, shit. Jo- Johnny Impact comes out shit. and gives. I thought it was, it was all right. He gives um, Elgin a sort of a burn about losing his hair. Yeah, no, which is stupid. I and mean, then Elgin was like, you do have these luscious locks. And then like Conan yeah. came out. It's like, when are you two going to kiss? I'm like, yes, Conan. I agree. I now shit. It was like Johnny and It Pat was the one where it said um, Elgin says, uh, at least my balls are on my body. Not, not in my wife's That is so outdated. So outdated. Like fucking, you're going to get me. Actually, no, Elgin's already been me, dude. But um, so when Conan. I did, I did like, I did like um, Johnny and Pat when he said, uh, you didn't send them. You didn't send kids to hospital. You interrupted his ambulance ride. <laughs> one good line. One good line in twenty years of wrestling. Now, and then, um, Conan came out. 
Conan comes out, yeah. He he's... was like, he, I'm, he, um, fucking Penta is my familiar, so I now represent him. Sure, I'm, I'm fine with that because Penta needs someone to speak for him. And then, like, he yeah. just went on to fucking bury Elgin, and he went over giant. to Johnny. He was like, "Shut up, or I'll drop you faster than um your movie career." Yeah, it's like, what was it? Johnny in fact like, "Oh, what he had the he had the belt for what like a day." Yeah, he's like, yeah, it "Took about as long as your movie career." Yeah. <laughs> Like fucking, didn't he call him like um, Boone? Yeah, like fucking, it's, it's fucking. That's, I don't understand why you thought. Okay, we have two of the worst promos in the company. Like those two entire Valkyrie. Yeah, let's put them all in together. I know, but we have them, and then we're gonna send Conan out, who's <laughs> one of the fucking best promos ever. And it was fucking. And then amazing. you just have a bit of a brawl when Elgin grabs Conan, Penta comes down. Yeah. Broken up, Johnny Impact hits Elgin with a cheap shot. Yeah, what do you think of um, the Penta Conan partnership? It's fine. I mean, I wonder if this means that he's going to somehow break away from LAX. Hmm. Um, nah. Then again, uh, there was an LAX pro- segment later, but we'll get into that. But then I wonder when the sort of when AEW gets up to speed, how lo- how much longer is the Lucha Brothers going to have an Impact? I think they have an open contract because they're like AAA as well, so I think they'll be fine as long as they give certain promotions enough time um, yeah. to book around it. So I mean, they're obviously the booking Pentagon into the main event picture here, so yeah, um, it's weird. I'm surprised he didn't take the pin in the main event, but we'll get to that. Yeah, but um, it it was an all right segment over the match. It it gets people in the position. Yeah. So am I the only one who thinks they fun. should? keep the Rebel Entertainment pro- um, ah, entertainment Complex as their like, impact zone. Yeah, well, Cause that's, they did run quite a few shows there. It's such a good venue. It, yeah, like, good. it looks good. Like it's, It doesn't hold a ton of people, but it looks bigger than it is. Yeah. Um, the, the, screen, the screen's all around. Like, it literally, it, for me, it literally looks like what ECW would look like if it was still around. It's like the perfect yeah. aesthetic for what Impact is going for. So they should really Definitely. keep it. Um, after this, we had Ace Austin versus Pete Williams. I really, this is fun. really enjoy Ace Austin. Ace Austin is really, really good. Um, Pete Williams is just. In, I'm surprised he hasn't slowed down yet. Like he's still. He's really another good. one though. He's someone who I see alongside. He's sort of like the Cassius Ono, where they just use him mm-hmm. as an enhancement now. Yeah, but to be he's fair. Solid. He's he's not he's he's sort of like he was great in two thousand seven, but like nowadays, like everyone does a Canadian destroyer. There's nothing yeah. sort of special about him. He's I mean, a legacy he's, talent. He's a solid worker. He gets people over, and he's when they run these Canadian shows, they always use him because he gets a good pop. Yeah, um, mostly because he comes out to the fucking Canadian national anthem. Well, that's it. Um, and he sings it when he's in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Canada! When he stands on their balls. <laughs> um. I just thought it was a good match, just your regular sort of thing. It was, um, it was an X Division fellow, but it was fun. Triple uh, A, um, Austin Aries won, win, uh, wins with his Austin Aries. Move. I say Austin Aries because I've got double. It's because I've got double, double A written a. down. <laughs> I wish Austin Aries was here. Uh, Ace Austin wins with his, the fold. Um, decent match. Yeah. It's just it's just another win for Austin Aries, really. Just building yeah. this. You said Austin Aries again. <laughs> oh man, honestly, man. Your brain's not working. Uh, so we go away from Ace Austin. Uh, Rosemary and oh, 
Right, okay, so, okay, so explain, explain this, please. So, fucking, so, Rosemary's dragging someone by the neck, and... It's an undead maid of honour. Yeah, okay, so, here's the thing. I found it very hard to enjoy this and the subsequent match for very, one very big reason, you know why? Because I right. knew somewhere someone was getting off on this. <laughs> what do you mean, like, uh, literally getting off? Yeah, like... Literally, like, they see this and they're like, just blue in hand, paper towel down, <laughs> let's do oh, this. Like, <laughs> I can't, like, it sort of ruins it for you when you know, like, oh, someone is into Rosemary and is also into chains. And is also into, like, Asian people in white makeup and thinks, hmm, this is going to be about you... a five, ten minute segment. Mm. Yeah, and you, and you asked why people were into, like, people being sick. I I'm not saying I'm into this, Garth, but I just know that someone is into this. I don't doubt it, but um, I wasn't. It was shit. I mean, like, you're into Shayna Baszler, so there's like some, there's a market, there's literally a market for everything. But yeah, this, oh, yeah. this next segment was fucking mostly. It's mostly Kira Hogan's fault. Yeah, she, I mean, we had a little um, OVE sort of Sammy Callahan. That was a fucking great brother. Thing promo ways sort of. Sammy is such a good promo. I miss good promos. It's a family thing, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. four. He's gonna have a four on four. Um, that'll be a decent match. Yeah. Um, but no. Should we just skip to the fucking Tommy Dreamer segment that came after, where he goes oh, up yeah. to fucking Swan and it's like, I'll be in your corner. He's like, and then he's like, the other guy. Who's the other guy who's gonna be in this corner before the reveal happened? And he was like, I know someone else, and they'll be in your corner as well. What um. Scalaboro. No, 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 no. Before that, he was like literally just like, I know this other person will be in your corner too. Willie Mack? Yeah, he was like, oh, Willie Mack will be in our corner too. It's like, yeah. he's not fucking there. Don't speak for, <laughs> but don't speak for our Willie. Like, <laughs> fucking, and then Scalaboro's like, hey boys. So, like, I heard you're, ex- uh, I, I heard you're looking for someone else to join your force. And then Tommy Dreamer was just like, um, I was in the first ever freeway dance. <laughs> It's like Tommy. Tommy, you are a married man. You're a married man, and you're very old. Like, yeah, like fucking, and like honestly, Scarlett, I wouldn't be hitting on which one. I heard he doesn't get too, on too well with people he's going out with. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like fucking, and then <laughs> then Rich was like, "Nah, Scarlett, you can't join this. But you're a girl," which is sort of going against the whole thing of the whole intergender thing. Impact is trying to introduce, and he's like, "I'm not thinking about you. I'm not thinking about me." And then fucking Falabar. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's alright, fella. He's alright. He's fine. Like, in Multi-Man, he's fine. But it's just sort of like, I, I would actually prefer Scarlet because I'm after fucking seeing what she can do with a member of the fucking Desi Hit Squad. I want to see what she can do with people <laughs> who can work. Yeah. So. Um, we also had a match from Rosemary versus Kira Hogan, which was... Shite. Liquid Dog, yep. right? Kira Hogan is Kira so Hogan. green. She's so green. Um... So Young attacked, attacked them at the end and then took away the um, undead maid of honour, so that was pretty pointless. You know, the only, the only thing I liked about Kira Hogan was the fact that her hair was fucking gold, but her hair's more subdued now. So it's sort of like she's lost everything cool about herself. Yeah, it's like, uh, I'm not just not interested in anything she does. Yeah, this is, this is weirdly. And then um, it was the Tyre um, segment after this, wasn't it? Yeah, Tyre interview. Tyre is on my fucking shit list. <laughs> 
really. Yeah, she's up there with fucking Goto and Rev Pro. Actually, very quickly, that's a segment I forgot to mention. So Tanahashi comes out and <laughs> says, "Not, not an impact." No, I. But like this is, but New Japan takes priority. So gaff. Um. So, <laughs> um. So Tanahashi comes out and is like, um. I'll be back for the G1, and I promise I'll, I will win the G1. And then Jay White comes out, and it's like, um, Tanahashi, you're at the back. I ha- I have di- first dibs on a title shot. Um, you're at the back of the queue, even behind Goto. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, Jay White, you're a man after my own heart. Anyway, continue. <laughs> then we had the impact moment of the week. Oh, but which... no, we didn't even talk about the content of Tide's promo. We just said it was shit. It was... Uh... I can't remember what it okay. was even. I fucking just... the impression of Tyrus is like ow, so like I'm like so totally not like fucking. She didn't say fucking. I'm like so totally not defending my title. I'm like I don't need to do it for thirty days, but you know what? Oh, I will. Like, I'm contract uh, contractually not obliged. Blah blah blah. Why did she win? Like she adds nothing to this division. And then you had somebody else who equally. Adds nothing. Madison, she's a killer queen. Stop it. So, yeah, we'll skip past those. <laughs> I did. Um, Cold red. And the moment of the week was one of my, it is one of my favourite moments from Impact. And nah, it's back Kurt when Impact was good. Uh, it's Kurt Angle, well, TN, yeah. It's um, Kurt, Kurt Angle's debut, TV, wasn't it? Yeah. Where. Basically, Joe was pretty much doing an ultimate war with the belt and holding it up and not refusing to sort of fight it, like defend it. Mm-hmm. So they said, right, well, either you sign this contract to fight or we're basically going to fire. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Rips up the contract. Kurt Angle's music hits, which at the time people knew who it was, but they hadn't seen him, but the crowd went absolutely fucking mental. Oh, absolutely dog shit, yeah. I remember, I remember dog shit? No, ape shit. Sorry, different sh- I, I get my shits mixed up. <laughs> um, and when he comes out, he looks so fucking... And watching that, it's like, yeah, that's that's how I want to remember. Like, yeah, that's like peak... When do you think the crossover was? I think it was in like af- 2012, 2013. Yeah, something like that. Like I, just, I, I think it happened with Bam for Glory 2012 against Root, where he couldn't do a good match because his neck was so fucked. I think that's when yeah. it properly turned. But it's just when he comes out and you can tell him and Joe have obviously had a conversation where they've mm-hmm. just said, just fucking go for it. Yeah. And he headbutts Joe so hard. <laughs> Joe can take it. Um, and then they just have a scrap. Great stuff. And Kurt Angle just looks so... Amped. We put more time into this than the fucking women's championship feud. Well, uh, it was a bigger angle. Um, <laughs> then we had like the LA, LAX clubhouse, which is just but, but, daft. That was a really fun thing. Just daft like, skip, but, yeah, but just... we just partying and then Connor's like, now nah, Holmes, like fucking, I'm gonna take your beer, I'm gonna take your beer, take the take money, money. <laughs> here's, here's your allowance, <laughs> get ready for um, the Lucha Bro. Um, for who was it? But, oh, get ready for Code Red. Walks off and yeah. then fucking was it Ortiz or um? Sent, who's yeah, the one with the Afro? Dance. 
Santana. Santana. Um, fucking pulls out another one. It's like you didn't see me. He just comes back, takes no, it. No, sorry, that's Ortiz. Sorry, that's Ortiz. Fucking, sorry. Oh, sorry, so Ortiz pulls it out. Just Conan comes out, takes it, and leaves. And it's like, man, yeah. he, he gave us a fake one. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking. But, 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 but so funny. It's like a rascal skit. Um, yeah. Then we have. Eddie Edwards versus Phoenix, which seemed like an odd match, to be fair. Yeah, it was a bit random, wasn't it? But then, so it was like it was like fun enough. And then fucking Killer Cross came out, and I was like, "Yes, my boy!" And Killer Cross just standing there staring. Yeah, and he very slowly came. He's like a fucking weeping angel. Like every yeah, time he, he just... wasn't looking at him, he moved closer to the ring. And then he gets um, slowly picks up Kenny the Kendo stick. Yeah. It's, it's, it, was to... odd, it was an oddly sexual moment. Okay. <laughs> uh, offers it slowly. Like, so offers it the, to Eddie Edwards, then pulls it away. That lets Phoenix capitalize and gets the win with the um, Phoenix driver. Wall. Yeah, Phoenix driver, and then roll it's, it's, it's basically the Kishi driver, isn't it? Yeah, but it was it was a decent match. It was it's, it's, it's as good as you're gonna get from a TV match. I mean, Eddie Edwards just slapping the shit out of people. Just it's hard to watch sometimes. Those slaps are so stiff. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to a Nadia Edwards Killer Cross feud. Yeah, definitely. Because um, Killer Cross hasn't really done much. Um, no, he's like, I remember like the last time you properly mentioned him was he was doing like weird, going around asking Willie Mack if he'd like jazz. Yeah, that, that was like a few weeks ago. He hasn't been in the ring for a while. Yeah, which apparently I've I've I he wrestled at Bloodsport um for GCW, which is like mm-hmm. the it's like it's a it's like a shoot style thing with not even ropes, and he was really fucking good, really impressed me because he's a boxer, isn't he? Yeah, he's from like sort of. They keep saying he's from bare knuckle boxing, but I think he's just from boxing. Yeah, bare knuckle like, boxing. That's just uh, that's just fighting. That's just fighting. <laughs> bare knuckle fucking boxing. Um, and then we have. Fucking hell. RVD comes out. Oh right, first of all, but his song is a banger. I like this song. But he comes out and he cuts a poem. He is so God. high. I've never seen anyone so fucked up I, in the ring. I was going to since, have since, a match. Uh, no, that's thing, but, later, but later that day, he's having a fucking match. <laughs> It's just, he's absolutely off his tits. Yeah, and he, like, he, he was coming, meant to be coming in with things, but he was coming in at very, like, it's weird, because, like, the promo was a very obvious, like, pro, heel promo, but he's, like, Ethan Page came out, who's also a heel. I know, like, RVD is, like, since he's been announced, he's been doing the little sort of... They are very heelish interviews. I've seen, I have seen them all. Yeah, but and they're all... Yeah, everybody wants me to be here. Everybody wants me oh, to be like, champion. Oh, uh, I, I only wear um, a belt around my waist when I have two belts. That's a heel line. Yeah. So, I don't know what his, com- what his angle is. But uh, I think, to be fair, when Ethan Page comes I out... Think his angle is, uh, in the, I think his angle is indie bookies are dry- bookings are drying up and I need a yeah. constant flow of weed. So. I, need some, I need some cash. Um, Ethan Page comes out and <laughs> says, like... Here's a novel thing to do with the chair, Rob. Let's sit on them. <laughs> and then fucking RVD didn't even sit on the chair. He fucking leaned on it. He perches on it. Cause he can't, probably because he can't get back up if he gets down. 
Um, <laughs> and then... The dad of that da- of um, Podmania making a card get up joke. Hey, recognize our own. Um, <laughs> Is RVD your age? How old are you again? I'm I'm not, I'm not even forty yet. Really? Already oh, like I shouldn't sound so surprised. Sorry. <laughs> um, we have Fuck, met. RVD's 48. We have. Yeah. Like, which is why I should. Um, which is why I'm sort of surprised. But sorry. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a fun skit. It was all right. Rob Van Dam hit him with a Van Daminator, and then yeah, so they're gonna have a match. I've I'm sorry about Rob Van Dam. Um, so ICW, he gets booked mm. for their Hydro show, but makes a surprise appearance the night before. To, but I think to do that, but he was like, fine, but you have to book uh, my girlfriend, who is, he, she was the girl with the big ass at um, United We Stand. Right, okay, yeah. And, you know, the one who's liquid dog shit? Yeah. yeah. IC, the ICW crowd were not very forgiving to her. <laughs> like, she made her entrance, which was like fucking shaking her fucking fake ass all over the place. And fucking the crowd was just going, what the fucking, what the fucking, what the fucking hell was that? Like, they gave her no fucking room and she kept fucking up. And then, like, Viper was just turning around giving heart um, heart shapes to the fans because she was like, I agree, I have to work with this person. Mm. Anyway, that's my little story about Rob Van Dam. I thought thought you were going to see something like Rob Van Dam spat his dummy and didn't show up the next night. Oh, fucking... He he was he was actually really nice about um ICW. He like he put Lionheart over, he sold for people, and um he tried the best he can. Like he he's obviously limited now, but he obviously was trying because he he tried more than Rey Mysterio. Rob Van Dam at least advertised the show. Rey Mysterio did not advertise that show. <laughs> like and, doesn't have to. And it's probably the biggest show Rey Mysterio had done in Britain since leaving WWE. So like yeah. And, and like four thousand people, like it's nothing to sniff at. Ray, fuck <laughs> off. I I should I love Ray. Anyway, go on. Anyway, after that RVD thing, we had Moose and the North. That was a um, great segment. After sort of after a Moose uh, and North just a stable now. They're just friends, I think. It's just friends. hanging out. Um, wrestling friends. So then, yeah. So we have what. They're taking the piss out of Ethan Page because he just got beat up off Rob Van Dam. And then it's like, oh fuck, why the hell did you take a match with a legend <laughs> next week? Yeah, when we've got a match uh, with, I can't remember who they said the, the match with, but um, it was, sort no, of, um, it was with Lucha Bros, I think. No, it was with LAX. Moose just says, look, don't worry, we can handle this, I'll step in. Now let's go and get on my private jet. You want to go to the real LAX? <laughs> Have you guys ever been to LA? It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moose. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure all that sort of stuff is just total ad lib from him. Moose, how, like yeah. the last time I saw him, it was like this fucking white meat. Well, not white meat, but like this baby face that yeah. did nothing and He's like. So good. Like what happened? So good. He just turned heel. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's such a so good. good. He's so good. Like he, he, he's always one of my highlights, especially when you're describing it. Um, so then we have the main event, which is Johnny Impact versus Michael Elgin versus um, Pentagon Jr. Yes, it was a, it was a pretty good, it was pretty good match. It was um, right. but fucking Michael managed to not mishandle any sexual abuse allegations in the two hours of Impact, <laughs> which was good of him. Um... <laughs> no, it is. I totally and utterly forgot that 
um, Johnny Impact had the X Division, well, the Red X. Yeah, because it's, it was that fucking United We Stand yeah. gaff. And I, have, and have you watched United We Stand? I've watched bits of it. Like, watched liquid dog shit. The hard cam wasn't even a hard cam. The hard cam was <laughs> shit. The hard cam moved. And it's like, he, do you know basic production? You do not move a hard cam. I think I think that had problems. I think because they, they mentioned something about it that had problems with one of the cameras. Yeah, but like there was nothing. Uh, the best match at fucking United We Stand was fucking Joey Ryan and Tessa. Wow. <laughs> probably quite. Good. Mostly because um, Tessa sold a fucking penis plex and that was amazing. <laughs> it was um, it I mean this this match was alright. It was you had um. Oh, I'll tell you what though. And I made a note of it. Elgin's court. What the fuck is that? Oh, um, yeah, they're like weights. He's always had that. Yeah, but it looks like something from like the nineties or the early two thousands. It was acceptable in the nineties. Um, most like mishandling sexual abuse allegation. But (laughs) I'm gonna have to start limiting these now that he's on every week. He was taken out quite early, and he was out of the match for a while. Yeah, I think Um, we're trying to save him. I think we're trying to have him not sell all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, Penta and Johnny Impact went up for a bit. That was okay. Yeah, it was then, basically fair, the underground match. You feel like um, Johnny Impact picked up Elgin and gave him like a sort of mm. air raid, sort of um, like an eye of the storm. Yeah, Tai Chi did it better, but Crucifix. I was like, holy shit! I should find Tai Chi listed at someone bigger and less able. So, um, so kudos to Johnny Impact. Well, kudos to Tai Chi. Um, it was just like I say, it was just a decent match. Um, then it, was it, was a, fucking, it was a fun TV main event. It was good until the another another Johnny Impact botch <sighs> when he tried to do the um the hurricane run off the top rope. Yeah, and it was just like fucking hell, man, Johnny Impact. He's not that, that good. He's not. He's just. He. he I. I forgot he was bad because of the last few years he's been Lucha Underground, which I keep having to remind myself, especially when I see a Taya Valkyrie match, that Lucha Underground is a heavily edited environment. Yeah. Um. So, Elgin ends up winning with an Elgin bomb and Johnny Impact. Uh. So. Yeah. yeah. So he's the number one contender now. Do you have? I. I. Cage and Elgin is a pretty good match. They were actually a tag oh. team for a while on the Indies, I think PWG. They, like were, the, they, were, they were the unbreakable effing machines. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I think that should happen f- a bit further down the line. So. Um, sort of a quick one on Code Red. Um, nothing of note really happened apart from there was a pretty good match with LAX versus OVE versus. New York Wrecking Crew. New York Wrecking um, What's that? It's two dudes from, um, I can't remember what the... From New um, York, probably. Production that they were using. But um, that was a good match. Um, LEX, obviously the sort of MVPs of the match. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had um, Sammy versus Dreamer. How was that? Fuck me, Tommy Dreamer's so bad. Well, he's pretty old, girl. <laughs> I know, but holy shit. How I mean, t- there was a good... It was quite a good skit where he uh, he grabbed some like a replica ECW belt out of the crowd and hit Sammy Callahan with it. That was quite fun. Forty-eight years um, old, and then Tommy Dreamer. So he's ten years older than you. Yeah, 
So, and Dreamer gets a door out, which is obviously an old sort of ECW thing. And then um, Sammy Callahan uh, puts him through with the power drive. <laughs> um, Was there more selling in this match than the Brits one match? Um, yeah, because Tommy Dreamer was legitimately selling. He was, I think he was, like, oh, I think he was injured oh. by the end of the match. He was actually injured. So, oh, Tommy. Yeah. Um, he'll be doing House of Hardcore next week. <laughs> uh, but now, I mean, it was again. It was just like an all right exhibition show, but nothing amazing. Did you know though? And I, I didn't realize this. The reason they called it Cold Red was because apparently. Amazing Red was supposed to be part of it. I I was thinking that when I read Code Red, it's like Amazing Red. Right? He was supposed to be, was supposed to be taken on Rich One, but um, literally like, at, um, he was told by his doctors like weeks before that he had to retire immediately. Oh. Because he's, he's um got a severe neck injury. That's such a shame. I was actually just looking him up to see what he's doing nowadays. That's such a shame. Because yeah. he was supposed to win the um. The Ultimate X match at United We Stand. He's so good. He was touted at yeah. one point of being Max Rey Mysterio, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he was quite. He was used quite a lot in TNA. He was always in the exhibition matches and stuff. But yeah, he's a former. He's no, he's not a former Ring of Honor champion. He's never been in Ring of Honor. Never mind. But that's such. Um, that's such a shame. Yeah, injury. Uh, he retired. I don't. Even, I don't even think he's that old either. He's thirty-seven, so he's younger than you. Hmm. Um, sorry to keep using you as a metric here, but it's okay. Um, like, but to be fair, we've never been someone younger use me as a fucking metric. Exactly. <laughs> like, um... so yeah, that, that was impact. It was it was a decent week. Um, again, story points were good. The matches were decent, and we'll get to see more of Michael Elgin. Sort yeah, of. I'm 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 relatively hooked. Like, I'm definitely coming in next week. If next week isn't good. I'll probably drop. I'll probably drop it to be fair after my free trial runs out for G, for Impact Plus. Well, you, you can still get the weekly shows for free. Yeah, watch wrestling dot um la. But no, no, on, on the app you can still get them for free. The weekly shows. Watch, rest, just the, watch wrestling. Watch wrestling is so much easier to use than fucking Impact Plus. Though. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that was it. It was good. It was fun. Yeah, um, really enjoyed it. Uh, okay, so moving on. Match of the week. Yes, match of the week. Um, have you watched anything but Impact this week? I haven't. Okay, so um, is it the triple threat? Probably will be. Actually, no. You know what? I'm going to say. Is I'm it the battle say... with Rob Van Dam and Addiction? <laughs> I want to say, enjoyment-wise, the ASOS and Peter Williams one because I just enjoyed the match. It was just a fun opener. And I like ASOS. He does some quite unique stuff. Uh, well, no surprise. Um, actually, no, I'm going to go a bit different from Rob. Rob's is fucking the junior match, which, to be fair, oofed. Oofed. <laughs> and I'm going to go with Sonata and... Um, Okada, like, I wasn't as excited watching it, but, like, for pure, like, wrestling excellence, I, like, if I was teaching a class on wrestling, which I really shouldn't be, fucking went on a mile walk today, it's, no, like, a two-mile walk today, it's the most exercise I've got in months, but, <laughs> it, like, if I was, like, a wrestling trainer, I'd show people this match to show them, like, how just great fundamentals can get someone, can make 
great uh, make for a great match. So um, you don't don't need to fly all over the place. You? Yeah, it says the guy who picks the next division matches his match of the week. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that has been the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host again, Chris O'Brien. Hopefully, Rob is back next week because I'm actually scared every second. I'm the main host. <laughs> um, I'm actually really scared that I'm going to cause some sort of controversy. I mean, like, what have we covered this week, Gaff? Because we've covered a lot more. We've covered Pokemon, and we've talked about Doctor Who at some point. Um, yeah. People's people's fetishes. sexual fre- preferences, shall we say? And I I do sometimes wonder when people walk past my room when I'm recording what they think about what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> but at the same time, that it's probably not as embarrassing as them catching you watching Raw. <laughs> Raw. <laughs> if I have to watch Raw next week, I fucking quit. I'm not joking, but it's it's such a bad show. It is awful to get through as a 40-minute <laughs> highlight package. I can't believe that shit is three hours. Three. It's like watching a pay-per-view every week. <laughs> yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think, think of ways to improve it that aren't just go down to two hours because like that doesn't fix the inherent problem with not knowing how to book anything you stupid cunts anyway so you can find Garth at Gothamania you can find Garth's band at Loaded the 90s band they're they're decent Um, let's let's stay with decent Uh, (laughs) that sounds mean um you can find me at CandyChris97. It's been two weeks without being bullied, Garth. It's been fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> Just wait till Rob's back. Uh, no, when he's gonna, it's gonna have it all saved up. It's gonna take it all out of me. Um, you can also find um, more stuff, uh, more podcasts at Podmania.co.uk. Podmania, Podmania.co.uk. That's RVD's website. Um, you can also find their lists, which happen sometimes. Reviews, which happen. Sometimes you can check how um, Rob's managed to fucking squeeze his way back into being in the lead of the pay-per-view pickums. Um, <laughs> you can catch in the next, probably next week, maybe the week after. You can catch on um, the beginning of my NXT retrospective. We have some really fun guests lined up. I'm looking forward to you guys listening to that. Um, you can listen to us on what Spotify. Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast. iHeartRadio, um, fucking, it's all happened by accident. We don't know how we're on any of these things. <laughs> um, you can, I, I, I don't know. Is Facebook. There... Oh, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, Twitter. Um, we don't have an Instagram, do we? Do we have an Instagram? Um, no idea. We should probably have an Instagram for like for children. And you know what? We should have an Instagram and then like like do like Instagram stories during pay per views. You'd have to sort that out because I wouldn't know where to start. Do, do you not? Do you not know what an Instagram story is? I don't use Instagram. Okay. Ever. Right. So you know Snapchat. Yeah. Okay. So it's like Snapchat stories, but better. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can do that. You're young. <laughs> I'm young. Like, that's the only reason someone would use Instagram. And, like, what what do I even follow on Instagram? I'm going on a tangent here. Um, you can... I've, no, that's everything. Yep. But... Send us some messages. 
give us some abuse. Give give me some more ideas for intros because I'm starting to run out and I'm starting, I'm gonna be starting like a fucking run of shows where I'm hosting. So fucking give me give me ideas for intros. I need to, I should probably come up with like an actual intro, shouldn't I? <laughs> Instead of just wrestling themes every time. Anyway, just pick a different one every time. <laughs> anyway, goodbye. We, we've drawn this on too Bye. long. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podmania, Facebook at Podmania Podcasts, and YouTube and Instagram at Real Podmania. And check out the website, podmania.co.uk. Until next time, wrestling fans. Wrestling fans.